So we're starting Laman Haman Beis Tanur Abanan Sheish Tekias Taken Erev Shabbos. On every Erev Shabbos, there were six Tekias. Rishayna Lehibatel Asami Malacha. The first Tekia, the first time they would blow the Shaifer, is Mivatel everybody from Malacha. Sheba Sadais. The Malacha in the fields that they were working in the field. Shnia Lehibatel Ir. And like we'll, we'll explain soon why there were two separate ones, but for the people who were working in the city, that was second one was an alarm for them to say stop doing work. The, the, the people in, working in the city and the stores in the city. Shlishis, the third tekiya was it said go light the candles. Rabbi Huda says that the shlishis was the third one was to tell you to take off your tefillin. They wore tefillin all day. And therefore the third one wasn't to tell you to light the candles. It was to tell you to take off your tefillin. And then they would wait, after the first three tzikiyas, they would wait, the amount of time it took to roast a small fish, the amount of time it took to stick the loaves, like we explained earlier in the Masechta, that the way, um, that the way, they, uh, the way they would bake loaves of bread was they would stick the dough onto the, the surface of the ovens. Okay, so it was the amount of time it would take until it got partially cooked. Okay, until it, it developed a film. So it was somewhat cooked. And then after that period of time, they would do and then it was Shabbos. He says, really? They used to do what about the, the, the people in Babel that they would just do a tekiah and a trua? So we said, you do tekiah, trua, tekiah. So what about in Babel where they used to just do tekiah and trua? So the Gemara says, really? Is that what they used to do? Then they would only have five. They would have the original three. The people to, to, to the people in the fields to stop doing malacha, the people in the city to stop doing malacha, and then either depending on who you held, like Rav Nason or Behuda, either to light the candles or to take off your tefillin, and then they would have just tekiyah trua. So you'd only have five. We said there has to be six. Ella the Gemara says token v'chayzerin v'token that what they do they switch it up in Babel. They would do tekiyah tekiyah and trua. And they would stop after the trua. So the Mar says, okay, fine. Fine, if that's the way they used to do it, then they had their own set of system, and that doesn't bother us. Rabbi Yehuda taught these six blowings, the Chikias and Truas, he taught it to Rabbi Yitzchak, his son, and he said, Shnia, the second one is the Halakas and Er. So the Mar wants to know, Kiman, like Reb Nasan, like Reb Yehuda. It's not like Reb Nassim or Reb Yudan Nasi. The Reb Nassim said the second one was for the people in the city to, uh, to, to come in. And the third one was lighting the candles. And, uh, and, and Reb Yehuda said the third one was to take off the tefillin. But none of them said that the second one was lighting the candle. Ella, so that must have been wrong. Shlishis, the Halakasaner. Come on, Reb Nassim. He taught it to his son like Reb Nassim. And that's what we're saying, that when Reb Yehuda... Taught Rabbi Yitzchak Berei, he taught it Kareb Nassim and not like, like Rabbi Yehuda. Fine. Tana de Rabbi Yishmael. Now we're going to have this. Tana de Rabbi Yishmael is going to explain in a little bit more detail how these six tekiyas used to work. Sheish tekiyas taken, Erev Shabbos. They used to have six tekiyas. 
They blew the first kiyah. The, the people who are working in the fields, they would immediately stop, uh, you know, plowing, or, or la'adar is, I think, hoeing, or plowing. They stop, they stop working the field. They stop doing all work of the field. That the people who were working very close to the cities were not allowed to then just go into the city. They had to wait. There was like a progression. Everybody would come in together. Okay, so they had to wait. They had to wait um, for the people who were further out in the fields to start coming closer. And then there was, there was like a migration. Everybody would start walking in for Shabbos. And once the people that were further out in the fields came closer, then the people who were working closer to the city would join them and they would all walk together into, um, right? So they, they didn't want to show, they didn't want people to, they, they didn't want people to think that uh, they didn't want people to, th- to think that they were, let's say, for instance, the people working close to the city would start walking in immediately when they heard it, and they didn't wait for the people working farther away. So it would look bad for the people who were working further away. It would look like they continued working after, after the call. So therefore, the, everybody would just stop working. They would wait, and then they would all come in together. So nobody would be chayshed anybody that they stayed past the tzikiyah. So, ve'ena kroivim rishan likanes, they would all come in together. The stores in the city were still open. The trisim and the uh, coverings were still uh, placed. What that means is they used to use, they were, like we've explained a bunch of times, we'll explain a thousand more times, they were very utilitarian in those days. Everything was used to the umph degree. So the, th- the metal that they used to use or the material they used to use to cover the stores with, they would, when the stores were open, they would lay down and they would put their wares on it. So it became a table. So those were the trisim, like we have like in, in Israel, the tris. So those were the things that they used to use to bolt the stores, you know, the, front, the fronts closed. So those were munachim. Those were still displaying goods. Then they would start, they would blow the second kia. Nistalku trisim. They would now re- pick up the tris and they would remove their wares, pick up the tris, the display case, and and then they would use it to lock the uh, doors of the store. They would still leave their pots, their hot soup, on top of the stove. Right, so they're 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 chant and their their pots were on top of the stove. They blew the third one. The ones that needed to remove their pots, like we'll discuss in the next in Parakira, exactly when you have to remove it, when you could keep it. But the ones that needed to remove their pots, they would take it off the fire. And the ones that were allowed based on whatever the dinim are, uh, when you're allowed to do hatmana, when you're allowed to cover it, they would cover their pots. In other words, it was a way of saying everybody prepared for Shabbos. They hid like Hamadlik, and they lit near Shabbos. Vishaya, like we said, Kidate Sliastug. They waited the amount of time it took to roast Sliastug Katun, to roast a small fish. Oi Kidela Hadbik Paspatan, or the amount of time it would take to um, you know, the, the amount of time it would take if you stuck the the dough up on the oven until it developed the film that it was partially cooked. Vitakea, and they would blow its kiyo, may riya 
and they would blow a tzkia, trua tzkia, vishayves, and then it was Shabbos. Okay, and that is the Brisa explaining in more detail how the six tzkias worked. Amar Rav Yesi, Rav Shamati, I heard, let's say you're supposed to light after the third light, uh, after the third tzkia, according to Rav Nassan. Let's say you waited until after the sixth one. When we said Vishavas, that it was, that's then it became Shabbos, after the sixth one. Let's say you went ahead and you lit. So we're saying you're allowed to light. Because there was a blower. So the blower, the guy who was blowing the shafer, he would go to the rooftop, the tallest rooftop in the city, and he would blow there. But he didn't live there. So he had to now take his shafer home. So it must be that there was a little bit of time after the last Zakiah until Shabbos actually occurred. Amr so the Chachamim responded to Rabbi Yaisi. They said, what do you mean? In Cain, Nasatul Shurim. You're now creating different zmanim for different people. You can be classes of people in Klai Yisrael. Some people have to keep Shabbos at 7.02 and some people have until 7.05. You can't do that. Ella, no. It must be that as soon as the last Zakiah was blown, Everybody had to keep Shabbos. And I, what about the Chazan, this, the guy who's, who's, who was the blower? What about, what do you do with the Shafer? That the, the blower, right, the Chazan Akneses, who, who used to blow the Shafer, so he had a, a hiding spot, at the time, at, at the top of this roof, on the top of this rooftop. And he would put a Shafer, they would hide a Shafer there. Because it is a problem, even in Rosh Hashayachid, or even if there's a, uh, even if there's an Erev, there's a problem, you can't be metalto the Shafer or the Chatzaitzris. Because it is Moktza. Okay? How could you now say the Chachamim said that you can't that everybody has to keep Shabbos after the sixth one, and he would hide it there, and he couldn't carry it home on Shabbos, the shafer. He couldn't carry the shafer on Shabbos because the shafer is mukta. Really, we have another Bryce that says, shafer metiltal, that a shafer can be carried, and we'll see why in a moment. The chatzotus, enim cannot be carried. So, Amar of Yosef, like kasha, kam biyachid, kam that be yachid, you can, um, a, a, a shafer of a yachid can be carried. A shafer of a tzibur cannot be carried. And basically, we'll speak it out in a second, but I'll just speak it out here, that a shafer has a use on Shabbos. A shafer could be used as a, as a bottle to give water to a child. If a child needs water, so again, they were utilitarian. They, re- they used everything that they possibly could. And a shafer could hold water in it. A chatzotres is a straight tube, so that can't, it's like trying to give someone to feed out of a, you know, it's a tube. It can't hold anything. But a shafer, they could scoop up some water and give it to a child, and he could drink out of it. So, so the Surab so Yasef is trying to say, like, Kasha, can be yachid, that be yachid. If a shafer belongs to a yachid, then then he, it can be used, meaning a yachid would use it for his child. Kambat Seber, that if a shafer belongs to the tzibur, nobody, nobody is going to use the shafer of a tzibur to give somebody, uh, to give, you know, water to a child. And therefore, when the Bryce said that the Chazanach Knesses had to keep his shafer and Chatzotres, 
had to keep, you know, the shofar was used for the, uh, uh, you know, for one of the sounds, and the and the chatzetzer was used for the other one. So he had to keep his shofar and chatzetzer, so he had to hide it in the, at the top of the tower where he would blow, because he was not allowed to carry it, because it was the shofar of the tzibar, and the shofar of the tzibar would not be used to give a child something to drink. And therefore, that's why we said it was she'ain metatun loyas ha'shefer loyas And the b'risa that said a shefer could be carried, that is talking about a shefer of a yachid that would be used to give a child water. Amalei abaya, uvi yachid l'may chazi, what is it used for? B'yachid, hoyo v'roi l'gmoya b'mayim. It's used to give the, the child something to drink, to give water, latinic. B'tzibar nami, I, the shefer of a tzibar, could also be used l'gmoya latinic ani. To give to a tinak ani, meaning an ani, there were orphan babies, poor, poor babies that didn't have water, they didn't have what to drink, and therefore it was uh, mutal, it was incumbent on the tzibar, it was incumbent on the tzibar to give them what to drink. So what we're saying is, sorry guys, my uh, laptop battery is about to die, just give me a second here. So the Gemara is asking, just like the tzibur of a yachid has a use that you, you can give your own child to drink from it, the shefer of a, of a yachid, so too the shefer of a tzibur has, to, has a use. And therefore, this chazan should have been able to carry it home. Visu, and now we have a third b'risa. Just like you're allowed to carry the shefer, money. Who is that Bryce going to be? So the Gemara is now saying we essentially have three Bryces. One Bryce says that you can't, on Shabbos, even Rosh Hashayachid, you can carry a Shafer or a Chatzotras. One Bryce says a Shafer you can carry and the Chatzotras you cannot carry. And one Bryce says that you can carry both of them. So how are we going to understand these three Bryces? So Ella, the Gemara says, like Kasha. Ha, Reb Yehuda, no problem. There's three shitas. Ha, Reb Yehuda, ha, Reb Shimon, ha, Reb Nechemia. One b'risa is Reb Yehuda. The b'risa that says that a shofar is mutter to carry and a chatzotras is aser, that's Reb Yehuda. Reb Yehuda holds that a chatzotras is mukta, and therefore you can't carry it. A shofar is not mukta because it can be used to give the child something to drink, and therefore it's going to be okay. Ha Rabbi Shimon, the Brisa that says that both are mutter to carry is Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon does not hold of Mukta at all, and therefore they're both going to be fine. And Ha Rabbi Nechemya, Rabbi Nechemya is even a more machmer than Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Nechemya holds that Chatzotzris, like, like Rabbi Yehuda, that is a din of Mukta. But even the Shafer, even though it could have a use, since it is not the primary use, what is a shafer used for? It's used for blowing. Therefore, even though it could theoretically be used to give some baby to drink, that's not a good enough reason to say that it's going to be mutter. He's still going to hold its muktzah. That's Rami Nechem Yeshita. Okay, he says, Eni Tolan, I'll just read the words of Rashi. Rami Da'amar, Afilu Tarvat, Afilu Talos, a spoon or a baguette. Eni Tolan, Ela, Tashmishai, Hamiyuchad. It's, it could be only be used on Shabbos for it is miyuchid. It is um, designated use. 
The Iker Shafer Lav the Gmaya Mayim Kai, and the purpose of a Shafer is to blow, which is not needed on Shabbos. That's also to do on Shabbos. And therefore, Rabbi Nechemi is going to hold that even a Shafer is going to be Muktzah, and that's how we understand these three Brises. I, Frech the Gemara, Umay Shafer Nami. The Gemara is now asking, well, if a, <clears throat> if a Shafer is going to be Usher, then why did I even, according to Rabbi Nechemi, why did I have to say Chatzetris? If a shofar, which has some sort of theoretical use on Shabbos, beheter, Reb Nechemi is still going to be hold on, it's aser, so then a chatzotris for sure is going to be aser. Right? That, so I didn't need to say chatzotris is aser. If I said shofar, then it's kalvachaymer that chatzotris is aser. So the Gemara answers, umay shofar nami, and what is the shofar that it says in the Brisa that we say is aser? That is chatzotris. The shofar that when we said a shofar and a chatzotz is going to be usher, that is the, actually, it's really the chatzotz. Kid Rav Chista, Dama Rav Chista, Rav Chista holds, Hani Tlas Mili, that there were three things, Ishtini Shemayhu, that their names were changed, Michichar of Beis HaMikdash. Chatzotz Rasa Shofra, Chatzotz what was a trumpet became a shofar, and Shofra Chatzotz and what was a shofar became a chatzotz. And that's why we needed to, that's why Rav Nechemia needed to say both because the names got switched. So we wanted to just to avoid any confusion, we wanted to list both. Now, who cares what it's called? Either for the Shefer of Rosh Hashanah, okay, which Rashi says um, <clears throat> that you can only blow with a Shefer that they call a Chatzetzeres. Okay, or if Amaretz come and he says, Amaretz doesn't know, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't know the history of this. He doesn't know what was a halachic shofar. And post Beis HaMikdash, he comes and says, what should I use for Rosh Hashanah? We tell him, use a chatzotris, because a chatzotris, what, what was called a chatzotris then, is what was really a shofar. The names got switched. And similarly, and we're going to have this through the end of the parak here, Arava Tziftzifa, Tziftzifa Arava. That what was a willow became uh, a, a tziftzifa, which is a similar type of tree, except that it's possible for lulav. And a tziftzifa became an arava, l'maynaf kamil lulav. That again, for lulav purposes, if an amaretz comes and says, uh, what should I put in my lulav? Okay, so you tell him that one of the things is tziftzifa, because then he'll go get a willow branch, which is kosher. Otherwise, he'll get the possible one if you tell him arava, because the names got switched. Pesaira, Pesarsa. So these are types of tables. Pesaira was originally a larger table, and Pesarsa was a smaller table. Pesarsa, Pesaira, that the, what used to be the smaller table is now the larger table. If you're buying and selling, you want to make sure that if the guy says and says, hey, you ripped me off, that you, you have to have the terminology right to make sure that people know what they're buying and what they're selling. Amr Abaya says, I have another couple of examples here. Afonu Eimer, we also say that the names of the following things got switched. Huvlila, Bekasi, Bekasi, Huvlila. So, for those of you who learned Chulin, Huvlila is what we call the masses, that the cow has different stomachs. So, the Huvlila is what's called the, the, the masses, and the Bekasi is the Besakosis. So, the masses is a very thin, more of like a membrane type of stomach. And the Beikasi, the Beisakosis, was a thicker stomach. We'll see what the difference is. 
And Bekasi Uvlila, that those names got switched. Lamain Afgamina, Lamachat, for a needle, Shinimsis Boeve Besakosis, that if a needle was found in the wall lining of the Besakosis, that's the thicker stomach, the Mitzad Echad Kishera, Omishnei Tzadim Trefa. So when the Gemara there is going to discuss the different types of things that will make an animal into a trefa, if there is a needle that pokes through one side, let's say you shech the animal and you inspect it, and you see that there was a needle stuck to one side of the masses, which is the thinner stomach, that will call the animal a trefa. It cannot be eaten. But if there's a needle that is only poking through one side, but there is no exit, uh, exit wound, okay, of the basic of the basic since it's a thicker stomach, the only way it's a trefa is if the needle will go all the way through. So there's an afkamina to know that if I found the guy comes and says, "Hey, I found the needle in the uh, in the hivlila," that I found the needle in the masses, which is which used to be the thinner one. So we would have told him it's puzzle. Now we'll tell him it's kosher, or vice versa. So you have to know which one is which. The names got switched. I'm Ravashi. Afanu Nemar, also we have another case where the names got switched. Bavel Borsif, Borsif Bavel, that what was called Bavel is really Borsif, and what was called Borsif is really Bavel. Lamai Nafkamina, what is the Nafkamina between whether it's Borsif or Bavel? So Gemara says, Legite Nashim, in regards to Ged, and Rashi has two Pshatim, that there was one that we said that, um, Either that we said that it, Bavel is considered that in certain places, if a get comes, you don't have to say, you don't need Adim to say uh, because they're Bikiim. So if a get comes from Bavel, what was Bavel, then it would be okay. But if it comes from Bavel post Chorban Beis Mikdash, then we say it's Amaratzim, that it, it, you still need to bring Adim on the get. However, if, it, if they come from Borsif, since the names got switched, Borsif is the place where the um, where the uh, where the people who are um, Bikiim now, because the names got switched. So, or Rashi has another shot, which is that we know that the halachas are get the of get are that you have to have the names of the the men, the women, and the place. The place of residence has to be correct listed in the get, and therefore it's very important to know. Is is it Bavel or is it Borsif? Since the name got changed, you have to make sure that it gets called by it gets put in the get that it's the right city. Okay, so now we're going to start Parakira. It's one of the more um, both complicated Parakim in Shabbos, but it's also very very Nagayah Lamaisa. So I'm going to preface this with there's uh, I'll try to just do a little bit of an intro. Some of the stuff. You know, we'll kind of do on the fly, but um, there's two dinim in regards to leaving food um, or, or food on a fire. Call it food on a blech, let's say. So there's a concept of shihia, which means can I leave something on the fire before Shabbos? And there's a machlekes, just to keep this as simple as possible, there's a machlekes between Hananya and the Rabbanon. Hananya holds that as long as something is cooked, what we call kamaychol ben drisai, we've had that before, that it's at least a third cooked, then you can leave the uh, food 
on the stove before Shabbos. Now, in those days, the stove was called a kira. And just to picture this, I'm sure some of you have seen this, like if you learned any of the uh, Shabbos Mishnayis with pictures, but those days, the stoves were a little different than our stoves. They were more like uh, if you ever go to a place that had like a, a soup bar, okay? So like they would have the pot inserted in. So what they would have is that um, you had like a, a stove that was, it was more of like a box. On the top, the top surface of the stove, there were holes and you would insert your pots there. And inside the bottom of the box, you would put the heat source. So the din is, Hananya holds that even if you had a, a very good heat source there, at the bottom of this kira, the bottom of the stove, as long as the food is a third cooked, you can leave the pot inserted or on the stove or in the stove. There was like more of a box, so it was more in the stove. You could leave it there on Shabbos to finish getting cooked, and you could take it off on Shabbos and eat it. The Rabbanon hold that unless, which was called garaf akatam. Garaf means that you raked away the heat source. So let's say there were coals in those days. So you either would have to rake the coals out of the stove, or you would cover it with ashes, right, to, um, you know, to, to kind of dampen the fire, to, you know, to, to make it not as hot. Then, um, other, so th- then you, you can leave it on if it's not fully cooked. But otherwise, the only way to leave it on, to leave food on the fire, is if it is fully cooked and by cooking it more, it will actually ruin it. Otherwise, it's usher to leave it on. So that's all in regards to shahia to leave something on the fire. Then there's another concept of called chazara. When can you, if something was taken off the fire, when can you put it on? Then we hold that it could only be put back on according to everybody if it is garifakatum. So if you had a stove that the heat, the heat source was either removed, it was raked away, or it was covered with ashes, then you could put it back on the fire according to one shita. So now we'll start the Mishnah. Kira, you have your oven. Shehisikua, that it was lit. Bikash uvigvava, with straw and stubble. So these are not very good heat sources. Straw and stubble, they don't burn really, really hot. It's not what's called meisif hevel. It doesn't add heat. tavshil. Then we hold, you can put a, you can put, Food on it. We'll have to, I'm, I'm leaving it, the put here we'll have to explain. If it has gefes, which is peels, uh, or olive peels, or actually sesame seed peels, uh, you know, shells, th- those apparently were a very good heat source, or eitzim or wood, then you may not place on the stove you have to either rake away the gefes of the etzim, the very good heat source, or you have to put ashes or, or, or dirt on top of the heat source to dampen the heat. That you may put chamin, hot water, on top of this kira, on the stove. But you cannot put 
food. And the difference between water and food is that water is more of like, we'll call it red light and green light. That water, water is either cooked or not cooked. Food has degrees of being cooked. So either the water is hot. If the water is hot, or this, you know, if, the, if it's a liquid and it's hot, then it's cooked. And if it's not, then it's, then it's not. It's pretty easy. Food, there's degrees, right? It could be um, well, right? It could be uh, a rare, medium rare. Okay, well done. Very well done. So there's degrees of getting cooked. Okay. Um, so Avaloy Tavshel. So Beishamay holds, you can only leave liquids on there and not cook foods. Well, Beishamay says, Chamin Vitavshel. We leave hot water and foods. Beishami Oymim Noitlin. You can take from this fire of Aloy Machsirin. You may not put back on. Beishamay Oymim Ach Machsirin. Beishamay holds that you can um, put it back on. Now, in regards to, just going back to where we said Beishamay says, Chamin Aloy Tavshel. In regards to food, leaving a food on the stove, there's two issues here. Number one, and we'll have to keep these in mind because they both can come into play. Number one issue is you might stoke the coals. If the food is not fully cooked and you leave it on the flame, you want to eat it that night, right? It's Friday night, you want to eat it. So you might come and you might stoke the heat source. If it's not garifakatim, you might stoke the flame, you know, stoke the, the coals to get it to burn hotter so that it could be more desirable. That's issue number one. And issue number two is, there's a concept of what's called mechzi kimavoshal. It looks like you're cooking. And just keep those in mind. And now we'll go into the Gemara. And the Mishnah is quite choppy. And the Gemara wants to understand that. Ibayalahu. We ask the following Shiloh. Hai lo that in which we said that begefes uve eitzim, if it has this if it has a heat source that burns hot, that cooks. So when we said that it has to either be we want to know what is that yitain? Is that you can't put something back onto a stove that has these things, this heat source. But you may leave something originally on Friday afternoon before Shabbos. You may leave something on even without garafakatim. Afal Umani chananyahi, and that is like shitas chananya, which we spoke out before. Ditanya, we learned in a brisa chananya oimer. Chananya says kol shehu kamaychol ben drusay. Anything that is like Michael ben drusay, meaning that is a Michael ben drusay. Was a, a he was a bandit, and he would not allow his food to get fully cooked. As soon as it was a third cooked, he was out of there. Right, he was always on the run. So uh, therefore, he um, it was as long as a third cooked. Chananya holds that you're allowed kira. You're allowed to leave it on the stove. Even though it is not the heat source is not raked and it is not covered. Oidelma. Or is Lishais Tanan. When we said, the issue here is if you look on the ninth word of the Mishnah, it says Lo Yitain. And we don't know what that Lo Yitain means. Like I explained, 
there's two dinim in regards to Shabbos. There's Shehiyah leaving on, and there's Chazara returning to the fire. What does Loyite mean? Not placing. Does that mean you may not leave on originally? Unless it is Garafakatim, or does it mean you may not put it back on? Or does it mean that you may not leave it on the fire originally? The Igarafakatim in, and like the Mishnah says, only if it's Garafakatim can you leave it on Eloiloi, the Cholshechein Lahachser, and then of course to put it back onto the fire would be Aser. So what is this Loyite? And that's what the Gemara wants to know. So we, we, we learn Midutani, Trey Bavi Bimasnisen, from the fact that the Mishnah says two cases. We have two cases, two machleks in Beisham and Beisol. Beisham and Chamin Amaloi Tavshil, water, but not food. Beisol and what can you put on water, not cooked food? Beisol and Chamin Bitavshil. Beisol holds Chamin Bitavshil. Beisham and Noiklin Amaloi Machzir, and Beisham says you could only take off the flame, but you may not put back on. So basically what we're saying is the Mishnah has a machlekes, the last Mishnah is talking about putting it back on. So it would only make sense if you tell me that the first case of the Mishnah is a case of leaving on, so then it makes perfect sense. The first case, then the Mishnah reads very nicely. You have a kira. You cannot leave on at all. Until you do garfakatim. What can you leave on? Water. But not food. Basil says you can leave on water and food. And Beishamai, now is a machlaikis, what about putting it back on? Then it makes sense. That a, a stove that you lit with kash or gvava, which we said is not, it doesn't, it doesn't burn very hot. You can leave food on it. The stuff that does burn hot. What are you allowed to leave on the flame? Only liquids, but not food. You may leave both. Just like we argued about whether you're allowed to leave something on the flame. We also argued, are you allowed to put something back onto the fire? Beishamai holds, no, you could only leave on and take off, you know, leave on, leave on before Shabbos and then take it off on Shabbos. But you can't put it back onto the flame. If you took your uh, chont off the stove, okay, Friday night, you wanted to have some, you can't put it back on. Beishol holds, that you can even put it back on to, onto the heat source. But if you tell me that the first case is saying you need to return it to the fire, then you would learn it as follows. A stove that was lit with but if it had the stuff that burns hotter, you may not put it back. 
And what are you allowed to put back onto the fire? You can put back on liquids, but not cooked foods. Okay, which so far would sound okay, except then what is the second part of the Mishnah? You basically have two machleksim between Beisham and Beisil that are both a machleikis in Chazara. So why would you have to argue again whether you're allowed to return something back? So again, there's two concepts. There's Shehia, there's Chazara. If you, there's two machleikim in the Mishnah. So if you tell me the first machleikis is machleikis in <clears throat> is Machlekes in Shehiyah, and the second one is Machlekes in, in, in Chazara, returning it to the flame. First one, Machlekes is Machlekes, leaving it there. Second one is Machlekes, returning it, then it makes a lot of sense. But if you tell me that the first, Loyitain, is also a Machlekes about whether you're allowed to return it to the flame, why do I need two Machlekesim in regards, two Machlekes of Beisham and Beisilel, in regards to whether I'm allowed to return something to the fire? And I guess this is where we'll stop for today, but th- that's the kasha of the Gemara, and we're trying to figure out what the um, we're trying to figure out what is the loyitain in the ratio of the what is the loyitain in, in in the ratio of the Mishnah. I'll just send out a chazara sheet if anybody wants to stick around for that. So we had. Right, so we had basically three brises. We had, well, we talked about the six tekiyas, um in regards to Arab Shabbos. Uh, we talked about the first three. Uh, those were symbols for people coming in from the fields. The second one was they would, uh, um, <clears throat> people in the, st- in, in the cities, working in the cities, in the stores in the cities. And then the third one was either uh, a symbol for them to either light the candles or to take off their tefillin. And then we had the next three. They would wait the amount of time it took to either cook this uh, fish or uh, for the, ba- the bread to bake a little bit. And then they would, um, there would be three tekiahs. And then there was a mandamer who wanted to say that, you know what? Um, even when the chazan, uh, that, that Shabbos started after the sixth one, and those Mandamar wanted to say that even after the sixth one, you still have a little bit of time for the Chazan to go back. And then the Chacham said back to him, no, because you can't, you can't have two different Zmanim for everybody. And um, LMI, uh, he used to hide it there. And we said, why did he hide it there? Because the Shafer and the Chatzaitzus are both Mukta. Then we had another Brisa that said that the Shafer is not Mukta, but the Chatzaitzus are. And then we had a third Brisa that said that both of them are um, allowed to be used on Shabbos, allowed to be, car- allowed to be carried on Shabbos, obviously in Rosh Hashanah So we said that there were three, three brises for three Manda Amrim, that Rabbi Shimon was the Manda Amr who held, you're allowed to carry both, because Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold a Muktzah. Rabbi Yehuda holds a Muktzah, so the Chassesis were not allowed to be carried, but he holds that the Shefer, ha- since it had a use, it's not Muktzah. And we said that Rabbi Nechemya was a more Machmer version of Rabbi Yehuda, that he holds that a Kli can only be used, it's muktzah, if it's not going to be used for its primary purpose. And since its primary purpose of a shayfar is to be blown and not as a bottle to give a baby a drink, um, there, therefore, um, therefore, it uh, would be muktzah according to Nehemiah as well. And then um, we said, we asked why, why did we use a shayfar, why, why did we say why did we need to say both shayfar's asr and chatzaytzer's if the shayfar's asr, of course, the chatzaytzer's um, which was easier to understand why it would be usher 
would be Aser. So we said that's because um, it was one of five things we listed that the names were changed, right? So also Arava and Siftsifa from regards to Lulav, and then the two tables in regards to, you know, buying and selling, and the two different stomachs of the cow in regards to the needle that uh, pierced only one end. It didn't go all the way through, depending on one of the stomachs it was allowed and one it wasn't. And then we had Bubble and Borsif were switched. And then we went into the new parak of Kira, and we had a machlekes beisham and beisol. We had two machlekesim. It said loyitein ad sheyigroif. Beishamai said chamen. Okay, that garifakatav chamen. Beisol said chamen and tashul. And then we had a machlekes in the Mishnah about chazara. Beishamai held you are not allowed to put the items back on the flame. Beisol said you are. And we wanted to understand what is it said loyitein ad sheyigroif in the Mishnah. Does loyitein mean loyachzer that you can't put back? Which would mean that Ladivriya call to leave it on the flame would be fine, like Hanan Yeshita. Or do we say like the Rabbanon that only if it's Garaf Vikatum are you allowed to leave something on the flame? And Layitain in the Mishnah means Layitain means to leave on, and that it's gonna be Asr unless it's Garaf Vikatum. And we asked the question, or we were trying to bring a raya from our Mishnah from the fact that we had two machlaiksin. And we know the second one is undisputably about Chazara, about returning to the flame. So we asked, wouldn't it make sense for the first Machlekes to be about Shehiyah? Then it would make sense. And if it's about Chazara, why would we need two Machlekesim in that regard? And we'll pick up from here tomorrow.